Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Palm, Tanner Lipset, Coach Tony Ursland, and uh, Devin Schroeder joining us this week. Uh, D-Show, good to have you. Thanks for thanks for carving out a, a half hour for us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. We, we've, we've got uh, plenty to get to with Devin, including that hat he's wearing, which my wife is going to just adore. Uh, <laughs> before we get to before we get to Devin, I, we've got some some really exciting stuff to talk about off the top coach I know uh without getting into too much specifics because there's some things you can talk about and there's some things you can't sure. um scheduling scheduling for the 2021 2020-2021 season that's a mouthful right there uh you guys are finally in talks for that and and some exciting stuff coming out of Rosemont yeah, uh, as you said, there's a lot to be figured out yet in terms of specifics, but there's definitely a framework uh, and a timeline. And so we're all very excited that we're having those talks in earnest. You know, what I mean, those are those are real talks uh, with real timelines and real plans. So so very excited. I thought we had a productive call the other day and and, and things are trending in the right way. Now, obviously, you know, we'll see how things go. Fluid, as we've discussed many times, is kind of the word of the year here. So it's still fluid. But just to be having those talks, um, you know, w- with our, our coaches in the Big Ten, as well as the administrators, uh, it, it is, it's, you know, it's got us excited. So we definitely, you know, the season starts October 10, right? So Saturday officially starts our, what we call our 20-hour weeks where we can really be on the mat and going hard. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're going to gear up. Uh, it'll still be a little different because we're, we're not looking at competing until January. Um, so that it'll still be a little different feel to it. But just to have your season started, right, to hit that date where you get the green light uh, has me really excited for the week. Devin, how does that make you, you know, you, you're hearing this stuff about, you know, coaches and people talking about wrestling. We're going to wrestle. Like, what is that from a student athlete perspective? How does that make you, you know, what does that do to you? Yeah, no, it, uh, it gets me really excited. It's been forever since we've been able to consistently be on the mat um, a bunch, so the 20 hours a week. And getting on the mat consistently, we uh, guys are really excited. I'm excited to be able to just be around the team more and be in the room on a consistent basis. So, no, it's, it's really exciting stuff. A lot of details still to work out. Um, and, uh, and I, I, you know, like Coach said, a lot of preliminary talks, a lot of stuff that's in generalities. but um, it's just it's just exciting to talk about wrestling actual you know putting together a schedule and, and actual matches and you know opponents and stuff like that I, I, it's uh it's been too long since we talked about that stuff yeah we've been in like this lull forever ever since March just an area of like unknown so anything that's like leading in a positive direction is just good to hear now we have it's... gotten to well we haven't got to wrestle. Um, you know, there's still a lot of wrestling going on, going on across the country. Coach, we've talked a little bit about this on past shows, um, but, it's, but, you know, it's always a great topic. Um, this past weekend, we had Who's Number One down in Austin, Texas. We had the Grappler Fall Classic, which is, you know, originally from Schroeder's homeland of, of the great state of, of pure Michigan. Yeah. And, uh, but they moved it down to Myrtle Beach. Um, you know, there's so much talent out there. And um, I, I, you know, getting to watch some of these kids compete, coach, like what is your, you know, what is your takeaway? What did, what did you take away from this last weekend and getting to watch some of these kids compete? Well, I think you just said it. I mean, there's so much talent. I mean, it's, it's really impressive about, about where the sport has gone. You know, the, the access that these young men have now to coaching and to video and to just, you know, 
you know, all these different training aids that make you better, clearly they're taking advantage of it. You know what I mean? With clinicians and coaches and events and being able to push themselves and test themselves. And I, I was really impressed between both events when you talk about who's number one, the high level of wrestling. And not just from a technical aspect, but from an execution as aspect. You know I mean? They're, they're, those kids – you know, their mad awareness and their technical skills are, are really something to watch. It's kind of interesting to see the evolution of the sport and where it continues to go. So it has us excited, you know, for the talent that's, that's coming up through the ranks. And I would say the same thing for, uh, you know, for GFC, you know, uh, now that was a little bit more of a grind. There was a lot of matches that took place over two days. So it was a little different than who's number one, where there was a match or two for the guys. But, uh, but man, overall, you got to say, there's just a lot of talent out there. And even beyond that, like the mindset at which these kids compete is what really has me excited, you know? And, and I talk to a lot of these guys, obviously, when you're recruiting. And so it's, it's not just they go out there and they perform at a high level. When you talk to them and say, hey, you know, give me your thoughts on a match, and they'll come back with, you know, these things where they still need to be, be better. You know what I mean? So, so there's guys that are really focused on their goals just beyond that match and they're picking their performance apart and finding those little ways to get better. That's where I'm impressed with. It'd be really easy to come up and say, yeah, I felt great. I won. You know what I mean? It, it was, it was a good match, but you know, there's, there's these guys, they'll, they'll pick it apart and they have great insights into where they're at. So that, that awareness is what has me really excited too, because it's one thing to have the ability, but then it's another to have that mindset, which is going to allow you to move up through the levels and have success. Coach preaches that a lot, Devin, and uh, would love to hear kind of your thoughts as far as like, you know, he talks about, it's not about winning and losing. He talks about, you know, wrestling at your, at your highest level and your, your, your best ability. Um, and to hear him talk this way about young guys that we're hoping to bring into this program, like, you know, what is it, what does it do to you? And what, what do you think about the fact that, you know, we're, we're hoping to bring in some young men that already have that mindset that already are trending in that direction. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sometimes in the high school level, you get guys that just pick and choose when they want to wrestle. You, you don't, it's not much of a force or schedule to go out there and compete. So when you see guys that just go out there and like, compete on their own and going off to tournaments and just worried about competing and having fun and rankings and stuff. It's always a good sign, especially uh, when they do that at a younger age, it shows maturity and stuff too. So it's, it's good seeing the high numbers, especially um, at a younger age in high school. It's been uh, yeah, it's been awesome to, to talk to a lot of these young men, Tony, and then, you know, to have opportunities to watch them compete. It's going to be a crazy month of wrestling here on the national, the high school scene, you know, with, uh, you got Columbus Day Duels this weekend. You've got Super 32 coming up. You've got, uh, you know, a variety of other. There's another There's another all-star type meet um, in Pennsylvania here in a couple weeks. So it's, it's, it's been really, uh, you know, in the absence of us being able to get ready for competitions here in the next month, being able to follow the, these young guys and what they're doing has been really exciting. Yeah, uh, the one thing I'll follow up on, too, I think Devin made a great point. It's kids who seek competition and, and aren't worried about the ranking, right, trying to protect a ranking. Because clearly when you get to college, or, and especially in the Big Ten, every week is, a, is another tough opponent. So you can't be worried about protecting something, you know, mythical. Your, your journey is to the national championship, and that's what you're trying to get to. And you'll see a lot of these guys that competed this weekend, even at who's number one or GFC, and they'll be down at Super 32 again in those really deep brackets. So that's what I really love to see. Um, kids who don't pick and choose to use Devin's kind of, you know, language. Uh, they're, they're out there competing hard and laying it all on the line, you know, uh, weekly. So uh, fun to see. Absolutely. So 
let's get to the guest of honor here. Uh, Devin, representing your home state with, with the cap, as Corey said, from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, going into your senior year. Uh, what is your uh, what has your Purdue journey been like? Um, it's been it's been uh, a long one. I think I was trying to think how long ago I committed to Purdue, and I think it was like 2015. So it's been almost I think by the time I leave, it'll be like six and a half years since I've been committed to the school and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's been a long it's been a long journey, and uh, it's I'm excited for the senior year still. Um, but uh, yeah, excited to get going. I'm glad that stuff is starting to get rolling. But, um, yeah, I'm grateful for the time that I've spent here. It's been great. I've grown a lot since um, I've gotten on campus just as, like, a young man. Um, on maturity and wrestling uh, aside, just as a person, it's been a great experience. And uh, I'm excited to, to continue. It's not over yet. So excited to cap it off. You, uh, you talked about committing to Purdue. Um, <clears throat> pretty interesting scenario in the fact that, uh, one of your former teammates, Nate Limix, you guys went to high school together, and um, <clears throat> he was already at Purdue. Um, how did that factor into your decision to come here? Yeah, I've known Nate since we were little kids. We used to travel together, like, I want to say seven, eight, nine years old. So, And he's always just been, like, super hard worker, like, quiet kid, uh, works his butt off, like, super nice great family. So I've always been, had super high respect for Nate. And as uh, someone who's a little younger than him, I've always looked up to him as like a leader. So um, he has great values as just as a person too, wrestling aside. So when he committed to Purdue, um, I wasn't even, I was younger than him, so I wasn't even really talking to Purdue. But once um, they reached out, I was like, I trusted uh, Nate's values and what he thought about Purdue, especially he's a smart kid. And we both do, I started engineering. So it's worked out well. It's actually my older cousin um, went to Purdue as well, uh, just to study. And so my mom went to visit her. And so I had like a Purdue wrestling shirt when I was like 12 years old. So I still have that shirt. So it's kind of cool looking back at uh, back at that too, just as a family and stuff. So I already had some some Purdue blood in me before. So with that, Nate is just a perfect fit. Coach, what was it like discovering Devin? You know, uh, I, I put on a lot of miles going to Michigan uh, early on in my career here at Purdue, you know, uh, running Nate down and, and then uh, going back up there to see, see Devin. And, and we still obviously spend a lot of time in Michigan. We love the Michigan kids uh, and what they're doing. But, yeah, it, and I remember uh, it was the middle of the winter. We went up again and, and visited with when Devin, you know, when he committed. And so it was great to have a really strong commit, you know, early on to help build that class. And if you look at what that class is now, clearly, you know, tremendous, right? A lot of talent and, and just guys who, again, have helped lay the foundation for what we're doing, like Nate, uh, Dylan Lighty, Christian Bruner have done. You know, I mean, these guys have all been a part of that. So really grateful. But, yeah, we, we spent a lot of time in Michigan uh, getting to know Devin and, and his family and have enjoyed it every step of the way. Like he said, where he started and where he's – kind of at now, uh, he's come a long ways. And, uh, and so that, that transformation is what I really enjoy about, about college. You know, the, the wins and the losses are part of it, but what you really enjoy is you like seeing these guys kind of, uh, you know, transform themselves where they're going to be for the rest of their lives. So, and, and clearly this guy's an engineering major. And so he's, he's going to do just fine when he's out of here, you know, whenever that is. Well, one thing, Coach, you, you, you talk about spending a lot of, a lot of time and there's a lot of miles to Michigan, but it's, it's relatively close. You know, I don't think a lot of folks 
who, who, who the further away you get from Purdue, the, the less you realize how close it is to, you know, Devin, we're what, three and a half hours from home for you? I mean, yeah, if your family um, friends want to come down for a duel, they can. It's, it's, it's not a bad drive at all, right? Yeah, exactly. I have family come down for weekend duels. Um, it's it's drivable in one day for sure. Um, it's about th- depending on the traffic, three to three and a half. It's not bad, and because Purdue isn't like a state name, like like Michigan or Indiana, some people don't realize how close it is, especially being Northwest Indiana. Um, but Purdue's closer than a lot of the state schools, and for me, so yeah, it's really close. What is it about these Michigan wrestlers, Devin? You know, Nate, you. You know, we've we've got a we got a ton of young guys we're talking to that that, that we really love that are that are from uh, Pure Michigan. You know, what is it about you guys? Yeah, no, Michigan's a gritty state. It's uh, it's um, we're tough. It's uh, one of the best wrestling states in the country, and uh, they always turn out good talent. Um, Midwest state is just, just Michigan bred, Pure Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, and the thing is, they they've got some really committed people too. I mean, obviously, the the kids are doing. Uh, the, the the load of the work, right? I mean, they're the ones really putting in the time, but I, I will give a plug to the coaches up there. They've got some really committed coaches that, that are making sure these kids are are uh, exposed to training and, and then the events, the competition too. So, um, you know, not to be forgotten, those guys are really putting in the time too. 100%. Very exciting stuff. Devin, um, you have – 100% emerged as one of the best top guys in the country and one of the best top guys in, in program history. Um, how did you get into top wrestling? What, what, what made it, what made it kind of your thing? Yeah. So when I was a little kid, I want to say eight or nine, my dad used to take a t- uh, team Michigan team down to Disney duels and um, they just got wrecked on top by these PA kids. And we, I was, uh, I was a film guy, so I had, like, a big, like, VHS recorder. And so my dad took the film and just, like, made DVDs. And he, like, came up with drills and just – I was, like, eight, nine, and he just had me drilling them over and over every day. And then I was getting pretty good at them. And then – so I was going to high school, and then I came here. And um, shop it was, like, one of those PA guys that we actually, like, was studying stuff. So it was, like – it's kind of weird how it worked out that one of the guys I'd studied in high school and middle school growing up to get good on top and ended up being one of my coaches. So then it's only uh, evolved since then and got any better. So it just really just worked out perfectly. But yeah, it's um, kind of funny how that works out, but. It is, it is. I didn't know that about uh, your history with AJ and then, and, you know, and then getting, getting coach shop here. That's uh that's pretty cool. A little, that, little that, that's one of my, that's one of my favorite stories. Let me jump in here. A couple of years Go ago, ahead. we had you on. Uh, a, a podcast with AJ, I think. And he didn't know that story either. You told that yeah. story then. And, and he was like, wow, that's, that's pretty gratifying to hear. It's, 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 it's one of my all time favorite stories, man. That that's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, very serendipitous. That's, is that, is that, am I using that correctly? That's very, what, yes. Serendipitous, man. Word of the day. Nice word job. That might drop in. Hey, I had, I had, you know, we had to bring it back. We had to bring back the word of the day. Love it. Um, <laughs> Devin, how does that, like, you know, you look at the way you wrestle and, and, and how you wrestle and, you know, how, how has that reputation kind of changed the way you approach matches? And how is that, you know, you go into these things and these guys know, like, I can't let this dude get on top. And if I do let him get on top, like, I got to, oh, man, like, what am I going to do? Like, how does that change your approach? How does that change how you wrestle guys? Yeah, for sure. I never look at it as – 
look at like going to matches where like I have to get on top or else I can't win. It's always just like just builds confidence, almost like a safety background where I if I'm on top, it just gives me a better chance to winning. Um, but yeah, a lot of times people won't choose down and it's almost like a little bit of like, like, yeah, like I deserve that. So it's like, uh, it's, it's a little bit of like, uh, satisfying, like they know, like everyone knows. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome little tool. You're always in matches. Um, sometimes you're able to put matches away pretty fast and you know, you're always within one, one tilt, one move, take down to a tilt will put you way ahead or, uh, can, can pull you back in matches. So it's an awesome tool to have. Um, and uh, it's, it's paid off all, all those drills and styles eights and studying shops. So. Tony, what's it like coaching the top guys? No, it, it's fun uh, having a guy who's that dangerous from, you know, from top. I mean, I, the match I go to thinking about too is like the Barnett match at Wisconsin where he was down significantly early, right? And, uh, you know, pulls himself right back in that four point, uh, you know, near fall, you know, uh, really does wonders for this guy. So, but, you know, he's, he's come a long ways too in his feet and you hear his confidence. He's like, it's just another way he knows that he can win, you know, without being on top, but you know, Hey, he, he put himself there. And I, I'd say what's made him even more dangerous is the fact that he's improved in his hand fighting in his feet and he still has to, to get better. I mean, those, that's my goals for him is, is being able to, you know, keep his hand fighting pace maybe a little higher to get to a, some more attacks, but uh, he's come a long ways there, and I think that's a that's a big deal for him now. Where it's not just top man; he he knows he can go get a takedown or out scramble a guy, you know, and then turn and distance himself from people. So so that's where I I really feel good about where his his wrestling has gone. The Barnett match is a cool cool thing you brought up there, Tony. Um, Devin, you had a fun opportunity earlier this summer to do a a segment with the BTN where you got to watch that match with Shane Sparks. And, uh, and break it down and talk through your positions and your, your mentality in that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll reference that and share that again. But uh, what was that experience like to get to go back and watch that match where, you know, you're down by eight points in the first period? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an interesting uh, experience. It was cool overall. It was like the first three minutes, like, oh, no, I don't want <laughs> to relive, <laughs> relive this. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, it's, it's, um, it, it, was, it was a cool experience. We would talk to Shane and go over it and uh, – really th think about the match and talk out loud. I think that's just a valuable um, tool that to have, honestly, just being aware of your own thoughts during matches and thinking about how your own mindset can improve. So just um, being able to do that on your own and then doing it out loud is not only a cool experience, but I just think important and valuable as an athlete to be aware of your own thoughts, like in the middle of your matches. You know, we talked about, <clears throat> we talked about shop a little bit and what he's brought to the table for you. Um, we've also brought in another lightweight coach for you here, here recently, um, that has had a pretty good impact on you. Uh, you know, tell us about coach Vega and, and, you know, three-time All-American at Minnesota, obviously a very different stylistic type of wrestler than, than coach shop. And maybe even from you, you know, what is his impact been for you in the room? Yeah, no, uh, Vega's the man. Um, Vega's been huge as Ursula was talking about, uh, I've gotten a lot better on my feet and, um, that a lot of that is because of Vega. Uh, I work with Shop and Vega a lot all the time. Vega's really big on hand fighting. Shop is just really big in different ways to attack. So just seeing both of them and um, wrestling with both of them is awesome. I know um, a Vega would do anything for me, whether it's wrestle till he can't breathe anymore or whatever. So like, so like 30, 45 seconds? Yeah, he would do anything. <laughs> uh, just, just knowing that having a guy like in there with – 
um, his accolades and experience um, is awesome, and especially not only having one three-time All-American, but having two uh, three-time lightweight All-Americans is just awesome uh, to be able to have that in the room. Um, if one's busy, another guy is always there to go to. So uh, the duo between those two, they, they match up well. And, um, Vegas helped me a lot on uh, my feet and just in all aspects of mentality-wise and wrestling a lot since he's gotten here. So. Can you imagine a better place for a lightweight to train in the country right now? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, the the growth I've had not only in the past year, but um, just since I've gotten here, just attribute uh, a lot of that to them, for sure. You've mentioned mentality a couple times. I think it's fascinating too to watch, you know, sort of the way your your career has developed. You came in and you know a lot of success early, but but last year's when you really sort of took a jump into being in the top ten every week. You know, knocking on the door of the top five in the country, Big Ten finalist. Um, you're, I think it's safe to say, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but safe to say you're the hunted now instead of being the, the hunter. How does that change your mentality and, and the way you have to approach things in training, on the mat, all around? Yeah, um, my mentality has changed a lot since I've gotten to college, but I want to sure say as much as the hunty or hunter is more just like uh, – just like having fun and relaxing and um, competing hard. I think since for sure I've wrestled my whole life and originally people get into wrestling and it's just for fun. Like they're little kids and they go out and the goal when you step on the mat every time is just to wrestle to the best of your ability. And you do that by just not worrying about what's going on or how big the stage is. Um, obviously college, you know, um, big 10 wrestling, the big 10 is the biggest stage there is. So it doesn't get the stakes will get any higher. But thinking about that is going to get any better. So I've tried to think my adjustment, adjust my thinking a lot just towards the the pureness of the sport of just being able to compete and, and let it fly. And I think that's helped me a lot. Um, just be ready when I step out there. Especially I've thought about that a lot. Um, going into my last year, my senior year, like I, you don't know how many chances you're going to have left. Um, you know, the uh, pandemic is a perfect example of that. You don't know. Um how many you have left. So just be grateful. And I've thought a lot about just uh, making everything of the time I have left. So I think about that, um, just competing hard more than being hunted or hunting specifically. Um, you talk about being a senior, Devin, and uh, it's been really fun to watch the last few months as you, you know, you're uh, really establishing yourself as a leader in the program and being a senior, um, finding your voice a little bit more. You know, you, you've traditionally been a guy who's led by example and, you know, you, you do the right things and you work hard and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, you have, just to say it again, you, you kind of found your voice mm -hmm. and you're, you're accepting a lot of responsibility as far as these young guys and trying to teach them the right way and trying to teach them the right things. Um, how has that journey been for you and what, is, what has motivated you to, to, to speak up and speak out? Yeah, I've had a lot of great leaders come before me. And um, so I attribute that to a lot of the older guys that I came in here with. And there, there's, like you said, there's different type of leaders. There's leaders that lead by example, um, leaders that are a little more vocal. So I try to take um, pits, bits and pieces from, from all the guys that have been around me. And um, we talk a lot about leadership. So I think just um, implementing and, and talking about culture and leadership a lot just over the years has really just been great. And I think I've grown um, a lot since 
I've gotten here as a leader. And I think you're just starting to see it more in our program. Just guys speak out and just and it just drives the culture and the change. And that's what you're seeing our program become to. So just um, growing as a leader over time, I think, is what it's become to. And finally, I've uh, stepped into the role. And I'm, I'm excited to where I am now and where uh, it's taken me through this journey. So. Tony, I'd love to hear you weigh on this as well. What, what has it been like to watch Devin grow in that way? No, it's been fun. You know, like you said, it's that transformation of, of these guys that you watch, you know, and there's, there's just numerous examples, right? I mean, we talked a lot about Bruner and even Lighty, and, and, and Devin's just another piece of that. You know, he's, he's uh, kind of uh, watched and, and grown as the program's grown. And I think, you know, when we talk to recruits, I talk about kind of the culmination of, of laying the foundation and the mindset and the work ethic and where we're at now and what the goals now have become, right? Because there's another next set of goals. You know, it's not just climbing. It's, okay, hey, now it's top four in the country. It's team trophies. It's national champion. So it, it's that evolution. And I think he's just a perfect example of that, that evolution. Um, it's a big deal for us. He mentioned it. We talk about leadership uh, all the time. And I really believe that these guys are the ones who set that tone. I mean, yes, as coaches, we're here to guide and mentor, but these guys are with each other, you know, almost 24 hours a day. You know, they're sitting around the campfire at night or, you know, when we're not there after practice. And so the discussions that they have and the mentality that they, they talk about and the goals and the excitement that they carry, that's your program. I mean, to me, that's your program. And so um, it's, it's good to see right? Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of next up and he's, he's taken that and started running with it. And my hope is that the young guys, they're smart enough to watch some of these other guys in the program too, and pick it up even quicker. You know, don't, don't let it wait until you're a junior, senior, right? You know, you can have leadership as a sophomore or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to see. And, and I appreciate what these guys do because um, they, they have the pulse of the team, you know what I mean? And they'll, they'll help me out if we got to make adjustments or something's going on let me know and, and, I, and I'll do whatever I can. So, so yeah, it's, it's been fun and it's something you can't ever sleep on though, right? Like it's, you just can't assume it happens because, you know, Devin's figured it out. If you think, well, you know, we got this figured out, you're going to find yourself going, you know, backwards. So uh, it's, it's a constant thing that you never uh, forget about or take for granted. Devin, you've talked about taking a role with some of these young guys. Any of the uh, any of the young guys in particular that that you're excited about? You know, they're they're up and coming. They're they're new new to this, but they've they've got a bright future. Yeah, I think uh, we got a lot of young guys that are are going to break out. Um, not not in particular. I think uh, there's going to be some some surprise, some surprise guys. Just uh, a lot of hard workers, uh, gritty guys. So. I think um, once I spend some more, more time with them, I'll uh, get a better grip of them. But I'm already seeing bright things um, from being around them. And uh, I think when, once I leave this place, whenever that is, uh, uh, the team will be still be in good hands. So, for sure. That is what, that's what we like to hear. Uh, <laughs> well, I like well, whenever that is, too, because I'm trying I, yeah, I do too. to as long as I can. So uh, that's, that's good from that standpoint. Absolutely. I, I like how you dodged the question. You might have a future in politics, actually, because, I mean, you you gave a great answer, but uh, you didn't really give an answer there, brother. <laughs> he's a politician, man. He's a, he's, a, he's shaking hands and kissing babies. That's good leadership. <laughs> yes, yeah, he knows how to play the I love room. them all, coach. They're all great. <laughs> They're all great. They're all great. Even um, the knuckleheads. Even the, even the knuckleheads. <laughs> um, 
Devin, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, you, you know, your excellence on the mat is, you know, seen by everybody. Um, your excellence in the classroom is, is something to be admired as well. Um, you, you chose, you chose a tough sport and you chose a tough major. Um, you know, you are in, you're, you're in your fifth year of chemical engineering. Is that correct? Industrial. Industrial. Apologies. Industrial engineering. I mean, whatever. It's still way above <laughs> it's still my engineering. Head. Yeah, it's still smarter than me. Um, how has the, uh, how's the academic journey been for you? Yeah. Um, no, it's been tough for sure. Um, some semesters, uh, depends how, how, how the classes go, but have been really tough. Um, you know, I've done stuff like night before big tens, I've had to take a proctored exam before, uh, just stuff like that, taking stuff on the road. But the, the professors and uh, the academic support here is, is awesome. I don't think I'd be able to do it without them. So they really help with really whatever you need. Um, they work with you really well. So that's what's really made it possible. And it's going to be tough. I mean, uh, in engineering, especially at a uh, prestigious engineering school like Purdue, it's tough, but um, definitely worth the time I've put in. You got to be real disciplined. Um, it's definitely, uh, definitely tough, but the support here is like amazing unparalleled. So they, they helped me out a lot and it's definitely part of the reason why I've been able to go forward with everything. So. I got confused. Nate's Nate's the chemical engineer. Yeah. My mich I got my two Michigan yeah. guys a little mixed up there. So apologies for that. Um, you have already been able to transfer some of that into some, some life experience. Um, you had a pretty cool internship this summer. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, marathon petroleum uh, reached out to the athletic department here at Purdue and said they're looking for just some student athletes to come work for them this summer and be an intern. So I was put in touch with Marathon Petroleum. That was just purely based off the connection that Purdue has and they were seeking uh, Purdue athletes specifically. So that just shows the um, connection and the, um, the value. Uh, really, the, yeah, that <laughs> Purdue has with the outside world and Purdue athletes specific. So uh, I was over in Finley, Ohio, a little town, and it was awesome. Got to work for Marathon. I got to work with a uh, little high school over there. It was awesome. Got in touch with great people. They took care of me, and it was really just a great experience. So um, I'm really thankful for the opportunity that Purdue Athletics set me up with and the people over there that were taking care of me. So, What kind of stuff are you doing? I was working for, under the environmental department, so I was doing all sorts of stuff I Got to go out and work on the, the tank fields. So um, I had a hard hat, some work boots, and uh, I worked in the office as well. So I was working with environmental and then safety and regulation. So I was working with a few different departments. Um, but yeah, I was spread out. Um, a lot of people did a lot of like tank emission calculations and stuff like that. So it's it's it a pretty cool experience, and I'm I'm really grateful for it. That's cool, Tony. How hard was it to? Uh to let one of your, your, your all Americans go, go for the summer, you know, the, obviously an amazing opportunity. Couldn't turn it down from a coaching perspective. You know, you want to keep them close, but, but, you know, yep. no, it was, it was there's, hard. There's a lot going it, on. it was hard, man. I'm greedy, right? Like I, you know, I'm really greedy. I want, I want them all the time. You know, I want all my guys all the time uh, getting better where you can see them. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, you're at where you, are at peace with it is you know it's a great opportunity right for him for his life and then you trust you know where he's at in terms of his goals and his commitment to the sport 
And, and those are the things that I fell back on with him. It's like, hey, okay, just put yourself in a good position to train while you're there. You know, let me know if you need something. And, 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 but, but put yourself in positions to still grow and get better within your sport. And, and you, know, I, you know, I've been around him a long time, and I trust him. And I, like I said, I know where his commitment is uh, and what his goals are. And then he's going to try to find a way to, to get better even while he's not in front of us, you know, every day on the mat. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's hard, right? It is. It's hard. You know, you, as a coach, you want to take that control and see progress. But, but I was very much at peace, as, especially as he went on, that he had a great situation uh, to continue to be, you know, close to the sport and, and get better. Kevin, what's it like to have that kind of trust from your head coach? Yeah, for sure. And it's important um, just to be open and honest with uh, – just as an athlete with your coach and that's just a relationship we've established. Uh, I was, it was tough for me cause I wanted to keep training and get better, but also wanted to, it's just a great opportunity I had to capitalize on. So, but I felt comfortable enough and um, coach felt comfortable enough where I was able to go to Ohio this summer. I got set up um, in a great uh, environment where I was able to consistently wrestle with some of the guys over there at some great training partners. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was an awesome experience. And um that's just part of the, the thing we stayed in touch all summer, talked about how I was going, what they were doing, what I was doing. So it was able to work, but it wouldn't be able to work if we didn't have that trust and relationship with each other. So it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Anything else? Uh, anything? What was your, what was the coolest part of your internship? Was there something specific that you did that stood out? Uh, I got to climb up on top of uh, an oil tank. I guess that was pretty cool. The, the steps up on the yeah. So it, it, I got to watch the tank cleaned out. So. It was a good, it was a cool experience. It was, uh, I'll, I'll remember it forever. Working Marathon Petroleum is was, was a big company, obviously. So uh, it was really cool. Learned a lot, gained a lot of professional experience, and it'll help me, it'll help me in the long run for sure. Hey, the one thing I'll say here, I know we're probably getting close down towards the end, but here's what, this is one good thing I really appreciate about Devin too. And, and you see he's wearing the, you know, the, uh, the hat, but he is all things professional sports of Michigan Holy and Lord, my yeah. man has taken a lot of punishment no doubt you know what I mean and after the start the Lions and even the Vikings got off too I, I texted him one day and I was like hey man I'm sorry and he says man it's, it's it's just making me mentally tougher so you know we got it's probably why he's having success to some degree on the mat he's a very mentally tough guy he's had to put up with the Lions and the Tigers and everything else that is Michigan professional sports. So you did have a good run with the Pistons though in your youth. <laughs> Motor City was good to you for a while. When I was seven years old, we were pretty good. So <laughs> it can't be that long ago. I, I refuse I to believe it. <laughs> hey, you know what though? You know, the, the NFC North is having a tough time, but at least you guys aren't the NFC East. You, you've yeah, got that going for you. That's true. We, we, we'd be tied for first in the NFC East. So. That, that, that is a, um, wow, that is a dumpster fire. That's, That's the definition That's of a rough. dumpster fire. <laughs> what are they, 312 and 1? Is that what it is, Corey? Yeah, that's what the combined are, yeah. yeah. Combined three, three wins in the whole conference? Three wins yep. in the whole division. Oh, Lord. It's, it's, the, the, it's tough the, being the leader, the, the tied for first is 1 and 3. One, two, and one. That tie. One, two, oh, apologies. Tie. Sorry. We had, we had the, the Eagles got their tie, right? Yep, yep. Stellar. <laughs> That's yeah, the 49ers had to have uh, no no Garoppolo and no no Boza to get the win. So uh -huh. and no Mostert. Don't don't forget. Come on. That's right. You're, you're, no, on, you're right. Yeah, no you're Mostert. right. Don't forget about the Purdue guy. I hear you. Dude, dude is fast. He's real fast. Purdue track, Purdue track and field. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
a lot of really good stuff today. Um, Corey, any, you got anything else for Devin? Uh, no, man. Just uh, it's a pleasure watching you work. Just keep it up and can't wait to see the season, man. Yeah, thanks for having, having me on. appreciate everything you do for us and the program. So, Hopefully we got another uh, – hopefully we got some good van trips in this year, Nishro. Oh, yeah. Yep. I love the fact – Devin is a fixture in the back of, of my van on <laughs> road God. trips. And I, and I dig that about him. He, he, he gets it. He gets all the way in the back, finds that little spot to curl up into, throws his yep. headphones on. Every time. But he's always, he's always back there when I need him. If I need yeah. something, I can speak up and, like, you know. <laughs> when you're lost I, driving around the neighborhoods, he'll, he'll chime in. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Him and, him and Max, man, those are my mainstays. There you go. That's two Good. sharp guys. Good to have the smartest guys in the team in your van, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Guys, I think we'll leave it there today. Great, uh, great discussion. A lot of, lot of fun stuff. And and uh, maybe when we get back together in a couple of weeks, we'll have some more details to talk about and and do a catch up on how practice is going so far. Since since like you said, Tony, that kicks off real soon this, this weekend. Yep, Saturday, so. October ten. Uh, you know, it, it'll bring a tear to my eye a little bit because we were supposed to be doing practice on the patio. It was supposed to be home football and it was Saturday start of practice. So we were going to roll the mats outside in the football stadium. So uh, I'll have a little, a little uh, tear in my eye, but nevertheless, we're starting our season and and I'm, I'm pumped. So let's, let's get to Saturday boys. Let's do it. We'll uh, guys enjoy it. Enjoy. Like you said, Saturday, you get the rest. We'll, uh, we'll leave it there. We'll see you next time on the Always Against the Podcast. Roll it up.